Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. Well, good morning and Merry Christmas to everybody. I hope everyone's doing well this holiday season. Today's podcast, I want to look at something that we looked at this past Sunday from James chapter 4, and I want to look at it in a different light than we've looked at it previously. This this past Sunday, we were in James chapter 4, and we talked about a really hard, awkward topic about committing adultery against the Lord. And it's one of the hardest sermons I've ever had to preach because of the content and and what we were talking about. It was just such a serious, big, evil thing. And so it was difficult to wrap my mind around and, and even preach to my people, but it's so important. I want to continue the discussion today as we talk about how to stay faithful to the Lord. And the way we're going to look at this today is that we're going to actually going to call this podcast Reverse Adultery. Reverse Adultery. Because our goal is to not only to not cheat on the Lord, our goal is to stay faithful to Him. And I believe if we can focus on some things today, we can help ourselves um, go in that direction. So the hardest verse of James four is is verse four. And I want to read that verse in its original context today because what we're actually going to do is we're gonna change the language and, and again I, I don't normally do this. This is not something I recommend, but I'm gonna change the language in James four and, and flip the language so we could just see it in a different perspective. But I want you to be clear today. I, I'm not seeking to pervert the word of God at all. I want to read the verse in its original context and then after that you'll understand where I'm going. James four four says, You adulterous people Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. And that's the verse. And it's a really hard verse. It's nobody's life verse. Nobody says James 4.4 is my life verse. It's just one of those really difficult verses to wrap our minds around. But today I want to talk about reverse adultery. I want to talk about how we can actually change our perspective to not just not commit adultery against our Lord because... I don't think that's the bar in Christianity, just to not cheat. And I want to even think about this in the terms of an earthly relationship with your spouse. It would be the same thing, right? The goal in the marriage is is to not just not cheat. The goal in a marriage is to stay faithful and loyal and to love your spouse as Christ loves you. So committing adultery is about the most heinous thing you can do in a relationship. But it's not the goal just to not cheat. What I want to do today is I want to talk about reverse adultery, how we actually change our perspective and change our our actions so that we're very loyal and faithful to the Lord. And I believe by simply looking at the verse in a different light, which is now what I want to do. I want to read this verse by flipping the language completely to the other side. I just want you to see the perspective of how we can maybe reverse adultery and be, make infidelity and turn it into fidelity, which is faithfulness. So, Listen to the verse. This is something that I've done. This is not what the Bible says. Okay, I want you to understand that. I'm just flipping the language on purpose so that we can see what this verse would say in a different light. So let's reread James 4. 4. You faithful people, do you not know that loyalty to the Lord is enmity with the world? Therefore, whoever wishes to be close to the Lord makes himself an enemy of the world. It's interesting that if you flip the language, now it looks like infidelity against the world, which is actually a good thing because the world is the relationship we need to break up with. That's the relationship we actually, I'm not going to use the word cheat, but that's the actual relationship we actually need to be unfaithful to is our relationship with the world because Christ purchased us from that slavery 
relationship that we had with the world. He doesn't want us in that relationship anymore. It was harming us. It was hurting us. It was dragging us to hell. So he restored us and redeemed us and brought us out of that evil land. And he said, now you're citizens of heaven. Your eyes are set on the kingdom of God. You're going to follow Jesus Christ. You're going to live for things that God considers great. And while you do that, you're going to have eternal life. And I'm going to take care of all of your needs. But you need to come out of the world in order for that to happen because the world and the Lord, they don't coexist. And we talked about that on Sunday. But, but do you notice how it's just different? You faithful people, do you not know that loyalty to the Lord is enmity with the world? Therefore, whoever wishes to be close to the Lord makes himself an enemy of the world. And it's, it's, it's in an effort to just flip the language and just change the perspective for what we're seeking to do here as Christians. And I'm going to give us five strategies about how to stay faithful to the Lord and reverse adultery so that not only is adultery not happening, we are very loyal to Christ in our practices and our hearts. And again, if you want to apply these strategies to your earthly marriage, that would be a good thing as well because the earthly marriage represents the heavenly marriage and union we have with Jesus Christ. So the interesting thing, <laughs> excuse me, the interesting thing about this is that these strategies work for both relationships. They work for your relationship with the Lord and they work for your relationship with your spouse. So all the five things I'm giving you today, use them in your marriage and definitely, most importantly, use them in your relationship with the Lord. Number one, how do we stay faithful to the Lord, loyal to the Lord? Number one is simply gratefulness. Gratefulness. Gratefulness is, is, is just being overwhelmed by a gift that you receive that is just so amazing. And of course, we're talking about salvation and the Lord himself. When the Lord came and saved us from our sins, and you remember that first period of your life, you were just so grateful for what he did, for restoring you, for forgiving you, for giving you eternal life, for setting you back on your feet and you know, not shaming you because of your sins and all the great things you get from Christ during, <coughs> during the moment of salvation is just something I'm so grateful for. I remember that period in my life and just being overwhelmed with a sense of gratitude. And gratefulness is one of those things that you have initially at the beginning of any relationship. Even with your spouse on the earth, when you get married, and when my wife said yes to marrying me, I was so grateful because I considered what a blessing she was and that I didn't deserve her and that she said yes and she said yes to you know, a, a long-term earthly marriage with me. And I was just so grateful for that. And and I remember just, you know, being so, have so much energy towards my wife in those beginning days because of that gratefulness that I, I wasn't considering uh, cheating at all. And I don't consider cheating against my wife ever. But at the beginning of the relationship, it's the furthest thing from your mind. You, you, you don't consider adultery. That's not even in the picture because you're so grateful. And that happens with the Lord too, that at the beginning of the relationship, we're so grateful and the gratitude is so high that, man, being unfaithful to him is nowhere in the picture. And that's what we would call the honeymoon period. And sadly, unfortunately, the honeymoon period wears off. You know, you put a few years there and, and life gets hard and difficult and, you know, you get to know more about each other and, you know, you see some differences and some things you don't line up with and, and, and just maybe some things you don't have in the relationship that maybe you thought you would have. And the gratitude simply goes away and the gratefulness isn't there like it should be. But if you want to restore that relationship with your Lord, the best thing for you to do is to sit down and deliberate about how much he's done for you. To consider where you were when he saved you, where you were headed, what your life would have been like. And, and simply let that gratitude return. 
And I, I mean that as a practice, a literal practice of sitting down and considering where you were, how bad things were, where you were going, what you didn't deserve, and what you did deserve, and what the Lord gave you anyways. And I believe if we will sit down and have this exercise of gratefulness and gratitude, then the energy for the Lord will return. And I hope the energy is still there, but I think even in a pastor's relationship with the Lord, you put enough years there and things just get hard and difficult, it's hard to always have that energy like you had at first. And there was a church in Revelation where he he's telling the people that you've lost the love you had at first and I'm the Lord, I want that love at all times and I want you to go back and get that love you had at first. And I think one of the best ways to do that is to be grateful and have this gratitude exercise where we sit down and go, man, Lord, you did this for me and I was like this and I was going here and and if you didn't step in and save me, I, I would have been a train wreck. I would have been doomed. And Lord, I want to consider again how great you are and how undeserving I was of that gift that you gave me. And that gratitude will cause that energy to love the Lord and stay faithful to the Lord to return. Number two is a little bit different, but a little bit of the same too. It's Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, we just crossed the Thanksgiving holiday and that's a time of the year where we sit down and we consider things we're thankful for. But now we got our sights set on Christmas and Christmas kind of is the opposite. It's like, man, what can I get? What are people going to get me to some degree? But Thanksgiving is one of those things you could tell the scripture always wants to carry around with us. We're just supposed to be thankful people at all times. It says in Colossians 2 to abound in Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving is a little bit different than gratefulness because gratefulness is sort of a spirit. Thanksgiving is actually the practice of counting your blessings and then thanking the Lord for those things, saying, Lord, you are this, you've given me this, and not even just at salvation, but on a daily, weekly, yearly basis, Lord, these are things that you do for me. These are things that I have because of you, and I want you to know that I am thankful for those things. And you know what I noticed about Thanksgiving? That when I am in the practice of Thanksgiving, I am nowhere near sin. I am nowhere near evil. Because I am now considering all the blessings that the Lord gives me. And I'm so, again, so grateful for those things that I have the spirit of love towards the Lord. And I believe that's why the Lord wants thanksgiving so often because he knows how good it is for our soul to stay on the offense, to stay on the narrow road. Because when we're not remembering, we're not thankful. When we're not thankful, we start to consider what we don't have. And when we start to consider what we don't have, that's when sin comes into the picture. And again, you can use this in an earthly relationship with your spouse. Is sit down and count the blessings of all the things you have because of them. And then actually take that to them and say, thank you for this. Thank you for this. Thank you for being this way. And that's going to allow you to, to stay on the offense, to love them. And if we just did that with the Lord as a practice, a weekly, daily practice of our lives to say, Lord, these five things today, I want to thank you for these things. I, I will promise you, sin will be harder to do because we are now turning the tables on the devil and we are now stay, seeking to stay in a loving relationship with the Lord and, and to love him and to thank him and to be grateful for all he's given us. So gratefulness and thanksgiving. Number three, closeness. Closeness and communication is number three. I think most relationships here on the earth, they start to break apart because there's distance. You know, someone's working, maybe long hours, you know, some of the other ones got kids and they're dealing with all the kids stuff and they don't make time for each other. And, you know, little by little, they just grow distant from each other. And that's when they start to consider, you know, what they don't have and what the other person's not doing for them. And maybe what it would be like if they had someone different. And 
But if you change that, and my wife and I, in our earthly relationship, we like to have a weekly, what you would call a date night, where we we actually pencil it out and say, this night is the night that we actually are going to have you know, closeness. We're going to do something together. We're going to have a, a meal together. We're going to spend some time together that we don't normally do because of kids and work and tiredness. We're going to have one night a week, and maybe it should be more than that, that we spend special time together. Now, that's an earthly relationship that I want to keep healthy and strong. But, I mean, think about this with the Lord. One of the best strategies to stay in a loving, loyal, faithful relationship with the Lord is, is be near Him. That's why pastors and ministers have told you ever since you've been young, if you've been a Christian that long, to stay in the Word of God. Stay praying. Stay talking to Him. Because the closer you are to the Lord, the harder it is to stay, to be unfaithful to Him. So communicate with Him. Pray to Him. Tell Him all the things you're struggling with. Tell Him all the things that you, you know, you want to be. All the things that you, you know, need Him to be. And, and just communicate. And have special daily close time together. Because if you do that, it will be so much harder to drift and to consider really, really evil things. And so the way we flip this and, and turn adultery into reverse adultery is by going near to our Lord as near as we can get. And I know that takes energy and effort and you're like, man, I'm busy and I'm tired and I don't see the time for it. And as a minister and a pastor, I'm telling you, make the time. Let's cut something else in your life that's important out because this is more important. If you don't have closeness with the Lord, if you don't have communication with the Lord, you most likely, most guaranteed, will have eventual distance from the Lord and that's when evil, really evil things start to take place. So make closeness and communication with the Lord a number one priority. Get with Him daily. Do not neglect those, no matter how tired or how busy you think you are. Make a priority to be close to your Lord and communicate with Him as often as you can. And you will notice the Spirit is there and the closeness is there and the relationship is stronger. And every time I'm near the Lord, because I, you know, I have a job that makes me be near the Lord and I'm so thankful for that, but... When I'm studying, when I'm praying, I just notice my spirit is there and I love the Lord and I want to I want to obey Him, I want to love Him, I want to serve Him. And sometimes when I take some time off from the Lord, all that stuff goes away very quickly, sadly. So I need to immediately get back to together with Him. And so it's good to have Sabbaths, it's good to have vacations and holidays and rest your body and rest your mind, but never, ever, ever take time off from the Lord because as soon as you do, that distance will start to happen and that apathy will start to come in and, and sin and infidelity and friendship with the world will, will all be right at your doorstep. So gratefulness, thanksgiving, closeness. Number four is purposeful, offensive love. You know, we're supposed to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I think the way it's phrased that way is so that we never take any time off. If I love the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, with all my strength. Do you notice there's really no time to take off from loving the Lord? And I, and I think every time the Lord tells you to do something as far as a commandment, he's blessing your soul because he knows if you go on the offense, if you stay on the offense for loving him, and again, and your spouse in an earthly relationship, if you are just constantly aware of how to serve them and how to love them, in spite of maybe what you don't think you're getting, in spite of you th how hard you think it is, then you're actually going to turn a defense into an offense, a liability into an asset. 
and go on the offense for love with the Lord and just think about how many things you can do for him and how many ways you can serve him. And you'll notice that the spirit will return and you'll just start to start to serve him out of a, a willingness to do so. You won't have to be prodded by a pastor or, you know, prodded by a, a really convicting sermon. You will stay in love with your Lord simply by going, today is a new day. I woke up today to serve my Lord and to love my Lord. And here's what I'm going to do in order to do that. I'm going to get in the word. I'm going to serve him. I'm going to look for opportunities, love those around me as a, as a gift to my Lord. And I do this with my wife, or I try to do this with my wife, is I try to stay on the offense for loving her and, and say, you know what, every day, every day I want to do things for her. Every day I want to help her. Every day I want to be there for her. Because I know if I stay on the offense for loving my wife, I will never, ever consider sin. It's only when I'm idle. It's only when I'm thinking of my own selfish desires that sin becomes really, really easy. But when I am centrally focused upon my Lord and my wife, I notice that I am a much better version of a faithful spouse. And that's, that's the point, is to stay on the offense for love and never take time off to go, you know what, I loved him yesterday, or I loved him last Sunday, or... You know, I did all these things for him in the past, and so therefore I can kind of coast now. No, you can't. All your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. And when you do that, you will notice that faithfulness to the Lord is very, very easy. Because faithfulness is not something we fall back into. We fall backwards into. It's something that is seized and taken a hold of. And yes, the Christian life is narrow and difficult and painful and costly, but if you really want to stay faithful to the Lord, and again, consider the outcome if you're not faithful to the Lord. I don't even want to go there in my mind, let alone go there literally, is what it looks like to be an adulterer against the Lord. And then on the last day, he considers me an adulterous person and says, I don't know who you are. You're not my spouse. You were a good spouse. Be gone. I don't want to be near you for the rest of eternity. I, I can't even consider that. I almost can't even speak of it. So the way to conquer that is to be on purposeful offensive love with my Lord. Number five is simply considerate, consideration of what life would be like without them. And I've used this with my wife before too, as I've thought about some of those hard times and hard seasons of my life going, man, I don't know. I don't know if it's, I would, you know, I just feel tired and feel like I don't want to do anything right now. And then I, I, I simply have, I've thought about what my life would be like without them. What if something tragic happened that pulled us apart from each other or something happened to her physically and, and she wasn't there anymore? And I'm telling you, as soon as I go down that road, even take a few steps down that road, the gratefulness returns, the thanksgiving returns, the closeness returns, the love returns, because as soon as I consider my life without my spouse, I consider a very, very dark place. And I've done that with my children, too. If my children, you know, are hard and difficult to raise sometimes, and, and when I think about my children, I start to think about what it would be like if I didn't have those children. And it's, it's only a few steps down that road that I start to love them and, and burst forth, you know, gratitude and energy and thanksgiving for them. And I want you to do that with the Lord. I want you to consider what life would be like without him. Where would you be without the Lord? Where would you be without salvation? Where would you be without his constant hand of forgiveness and protection and provision? Where would you be if you were on your own in this world, especially in 2020, with no Jesus, with no God the Father taking care of you, watching over you? Where would you be with if you were on your own with your sins on Judgment Day, with no Lord vouching for you? And do you notice how if you just simply did these five things, gratefulness, thanksgiving, closeness, purposeful love, and consideration of what your life would be like without them, that we can reverse adultery. We can actually take a really heinous thing and something that we're all capable of because James is writing to a church 
And we can actually reverse it and say, you know what, I'm not even going to get near that ledge. I'm not going... I'm not going one step closer to that ledge. In fact, the way to stay away from the ledge is to run the other direction and say, no, I'm going to further faithfulness and further love to my Lord. And the way I do that is by these five things and maybe other things you can think of because I want to love my Lord. I want to be faithful. I want to be one of those people he says in the last day, now there's my child. There's my Christian. There's my spouse. I want to be with them for the rest of eternity because they proven their love for me. They've proven that they want to be around me. They've proven that they're thankful and grateful for me. They've proven that they love me. So bring them into the kingdom because that's exactly the type of person I want to be around for the rest of eternity. Guys, let's not only not commit adultery, let's reverse adultery this season and and be the best versions of Christians we can be by going on the offense for gratefulness, thanksgiving, closeness, purposeful love, and consideration of what your life would be like without the Lord. And take those five things and use them against your earth, use them with your earthly spouse as well, and you'll notice that the spirit of love will return very, very quickly, and we will stay close, stay faithful, stay loyal to the Lord. And he would say to us, you faithful people, instead of you adulterous people. I hope that helps you this Christmas season. Hope you have a great time with friends and family. Stay close to the Lord in everything you do. Many blessings. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.